Welcome to the podcast of the Unitarian Universalist Area Church at First Parish in Sherborne. No matter who you are, who you love, we welcome you into our community of religious seekers. Please join us for our Sunday worship services at 10.30 a.m. More information can be found on our website at uuac.org or visit our Facebook page at Sherborne Unitarian Universalist. Today's reading is from John O'Donohue's To Bless the Space Between Us. The word kindness has a gentle sound that seems to echo the presence of compassionate goodness. When someone is kind to you, you feel understood and seen. There is no judgment of harsh perception directed towards you. Kindness has gracious eyes. It is not the small it is not small-minded or competitive. It wants nothing back for itself. Kindness strikes a resonance with the depths of your own heart. It also suggests that your vulnerability, though somehow exposed, is not taken advantage of. Rather, it has become an occasion for dignity and empathy. Kindness casts a different light, an evening light that has the depth of color and patience to illuminate what is complex and rich in difference. Despite all the darkness, human hope is based on the instinct that at the deepest level of reality, some intimate kindness holds sway. This is the heart of blessing. To believe in blessing is to believe that our being here, our very presence in the world, is itself the first gift, the primal blessing. As Rilke says, here zu sein ist so viel. To be here is immense. Nowhere does the silence of the infinite lean so intensely around the form of a newborn infant. Once we arrive, we enter into the chosen. To be created and come to birth is to be blessed. Some primal kindness chose us and brought us through the forest of dreaming until we could emerge into the clearance of individuality with a path of life opening before us through the world. The beginning often holds the clue to everything that follows. Given the nature of our beginning, it is no wonder that our hearts are imbued with longing for beauty, meaning, order, creativity, compassion, and love. We approach the world with this roster of longings and expect that in some way the world will respond and confirm our desire. Our longing knows it cannot force the fulfillment of its desire, yet it does instinctively expect that primal benevolence to respond to it. This is the threshold where blessing comes alive. My sermon this morning is called Don't Block My Blessing. And a few weeks ago, I was sitting in Marsh Chapel at the school of, a BU School of Theology where I'm in seminary. A friend of mine, Dennis Slaughter, was leading the service. The music was good. The sanctuary was scattered with friends, colleagues, and professors. My friend Dennis was preaching from the book of Mark in the Christian Testament. The story he was working with was the one where a blind man is trying to get to Jesus in order to be healed. 
And a blind man at that time meant that he was at the bottom of the rung. He was poor, he was a beggar, he's in tattered clothes, pushing and shoving to get to where Jesus is. And he's not quiet. He's yelling out, hey, here I am, see me, heal me. But Jesus' disciples are holding him back. And they're telling each other that this beggar, this blind man is not worth Jesus' time. They've got bigger fish to fry and more important people to see and to save. As Dennis is preaching, he's building up a crescendo, envisioning what this blind man is feeling and experiencing. And in the voice of the blind man, he cries out, Don't block my blessing. Don't block my blessing. These words hit me like a bell rung in my heart as I felt their reverberations all the way down to my soul. Don't block my blessings. Dennis meant this literally for the blind man being blocked from getting his blessing from Jesus. But I'm hearing it in my soul, and I'm hearing it metaphorically. How many of us have ever had this experience where you hear something or see something that seems to suck all of the oxygen out of the room? Now, if I was a character in a movie, and this would be where, sitting in the chapel, the video montage would start. And in my mind's eye, falling like leaves from the sky, are photographs of memories, of times when blessings have been blocked in my life, when I was told that I was too short or too shy, not smart enough. It's not just the blessings of access like in the story, but also the times when my gifts and talents have been denied, or when I was deemed not good enough, times as a child, a teenager, a young adult, a parent. These photographs of memories, like leaves, drift to the ground beside me and rest on the pew next to me as I sit in Marsh Chapel. But here comes one photograph, and it's floating and spinning closer, and the closer it gets, the more of my view it takes up until it's all I can see. And it's a memory from last April. It was late, maybe 9 o'clock at night, and I was dog-tired because I'd just finished a big project for school, and I'd sat down to have some dinner. There were boxes of pizza in front of me, and I had a slice of pizza in one hand and my book in the other and a glass of wine waiting nearby, and I was so anxious for that peace and quiet time. But my oldest was milling about the kitchen, circling me as I sat at the counter with my late dinner, poking and prodding with their usual inflammatory comments on the state of the world, the ineptitude of the Democratic Party to affect any change, Um, the usual ploys to hook me into a spirited discussion, but I was weary. And when these gambits and flights of sarcasm failed, My child came around in front of me and opened a box of pizza and took out a slice. Then they locked their eyes with mine and said, I'm trans. And here's where I have to confess to having an epically poor 
parenting moment. And that in my script is block letters. If it was on a marquee, these letters would be so big because it was such a poor parenting moment. I laughed. This is the child who used to joke and tease me that you, you parents, feel like failures if we don't have a gay, transgender, queer, gender non-conforming child. But this wasn't another ploy to get me out of my exhausted stupor. This was an honest, hey mom, I have something really important to tell you, and you need to know this, I'm trans. I felt totally and completely unprepared, unequal, to this moment. I felt the weight of her trust, the courage of her words, as they landed on my heart. After apologizing for laughing, I fumbled my way through the conversation asking, what pronouns? She, her, she said. What do you want to be called? What name? She said, Zoe. I was so unsure what the right thing to say was, but in my uncertainty, I knew one thing, one thing. I needed to tell her that she is loved, that she is beloved, with so many gifts and blessings, a keen intellect, a sarcastic wit, boundless enthusiasm, and a tender, soft heart. I love you, Zoe. You are a gift and a blessing in my life. How often in our lives do these moments occur when we're both living in the moment and removed from it, wanting so badly to get it right? How do you tell your child so that they understand that everything about them is a blessing? So as this memory unspooled in my head, sitting in Marsh Chapel, socially distanced, mask on, tears trembling at the edge of my eyes, I repeated Dennis's words under my breath, don't block my blessings. In a world where children live in fear of coming out to their parents, don't block my blessing. It's a fervent prayer. Spirit of life and compassion, may nothing stand in the way of this child. Don't block her blessing. And I'm only one of many parents sending up this prayer. A few weeks after Zoe came out to me, I was blessed to be taking part in a webinar offered by Out Metro West. And one of the leaders was telling the story of her child coming out to her. Now, she prefaced the story by saying that she identifies as queer. She works for an organization that supports LGBTQ plus youth. And if anyone should know what to do, what to say when their child comes out to them, it would be her. But when her child came to her and said, I'm trans, she never saw it coming. Nor did she know what the right thing to say was. But one thing she said that she knew was, quote, that I would not be the first person to bully my child. Just let that sink in. She would not be the first person who tried to deny her child's feelings, to doubt, to denigrate, to deny her child's declaration. Don't block my blessing. 
For this mom, it was a promise, a declaration, a commitment to not block her child's blessing. I covenant with you, my child, to not block your blessing, to affirm and to promote who you know yourself to be. Recently, Zoe came down to talk to me again in the kitchen as I was making dinner. She did her usual milling and circling because she is a kinetic thinker. And when she was ready, she stopped, looked me in the eyes, and said something to the effect of, did you know that there are states that have passed laws making me illegal? The look of sadness and betrayal on her face and in her eyes that slowly morphed into anger broke my heart. And I sent up a silent prayer that this world would open its eyes and see the blessing of my child as she is. The Human Rights Campaign is calling 2021 the worst year in history for LGBTQ rights. As of last May, there have been a whopping 17 bills passed on the state level that do everything from restricting trans girls and women from participating in sports um, to restricting bathroom usage to the gender assigned at birth to preventing schools from recognizing trans and gender non-conforming children, to criminalizing health care for trans people. When I read this human rights campaign article, when I see the heartbreak on Zoe's face, when I think of all the transgender people in this world facing doubt, discrimination, and hatred for simply being who they are, I can lose hope. And as I stand here in the sanctuary this morning with clouds and sun weakly filtering in through our windows in this beautiful space, I look out and I wonder, who has blocked your blessings? What photographs of memories are drifting down around you? What tender growth of, of blessings do you hold in your heart? As we heard from John O'Donohue in this morning's reading, despite all the darkness, human hope is based on this instinct that at the deepest level of reality, some intimate kindness holds sway. This is the heart of blessing. To believe in blessing is to believe that our being here, our very presence in the world, is itself the first gift, the primal blessing. Our existence is a primal blessing. This is the hope I want to offer to Zoe. We do not have to become a part of a system that blocks the blessings of others. We can choose differently. We can offer kindness from the depths of our own hearts, from the roots of our own blessings. We can choose to not take advantage of another's vulnerability. We can choose to offer dignity and empathy. We can choose to not be the first person or the second or the hundredth to to person to bully, repress, or denigrate. Instead, we can open ourselves to the possibility of being blessing boosters. We can say to the blind man asking for blessing, we see you. 
We can say to the trans child, we love you. We can say to the blessings inside ourselves that were never given space to grow, come into the sunlight. Don't block my blessing. Pray it loud and proud. We have gifts to bring. We have love to give. Don't stand in our way. Don't hold us back. Don't block our blessings. So everyone, please say it with me one more time. Don't block my blessings. Amen. May it be so.